Here we are, with West Korea, Flavor World Live number, oh man, I don't even know anymore. Oh jeez. <laughs> this will be like 12 <laughs> or something. Dude, that was so, so fun. You had a good time? Yeah, I did. I it's did. an honor to have you. We've been talking about it for a while. Yeah. We mentioned that, like, I mean, we've been talking about a few things, flavor and your art related for a long time, yeah. but the live set a few months, so glad we could finally... Get it in the bag. Absolutely, dude. I'd say it went well. I'm excited to review the footage, hear what Brett does with the mix. Yeah. I think it was a good time. Yeah. I think, honestly, that's probably like the cleanest live recording I've ever done. Hey. You guys were such a pleasure to work with. And Magicians. Most of the time, it's like, oh, dude, we got to do that again, like seven times. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, well, that's the thing. I can't even remember what live set number this is. So <laughs> exactly. We've had some practice exactly. at this point. We've had some practice. Exactly. So... West Korea. Let's just start off. Does yeah. the name have a story? Yeah. Um, so it's named after my great-grandfather, Tom, mm -hmm. uh, who died right around the time I started, like, thinking about screwing around with that. It's a name that was always rattling around in the back of my head. And, mm -hmm. Was it, like, a um, nickname of his? or No. Uh, just being here and uh, away from where he was from did a lot to him. Um, mm. He didn't. It, it towards the end of his life, he did like didn't even really speak a lot of English. So mm. yeah, um, he it was always a struggle for him to be here. And so America was kind of like his West Korea. Yeah, that's yep. sick. Yeah, that's sick. I definitely did not know that. I was also listening to a lot of Kanye West at the time, and I was like, oh, dude, fucking yeah, West is <laughs> West. <laughs> hey, West is a cool word. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, with. Your actual music, then yeah. name aside, yeah. what's kind of your start with that? Yeah. Like a lot of people, the common one is like parents put me in piano lessons, yeah, yeah. or you know, what's your story way back? Um, I sixth grade band, dude. I started playing trumpet, um, and I really liked it a lot. I actually didn't even have my own instrument at first. Um, I was renting from a local music store. Because uh, my mom wanted to make sure I was cool with it, you know. She mm -hmm. was like, I don't want to spend all this money on a horn if you're just not going to play it mm -hmm. after you're not required to anymore. And What'd you play? Trumpet. Trumpet. Yeah, that yeah. makes total sense. <laughs> uh, I played a lot of jazz stuff um, in high school and into college. Mm -hmm. I was going to college for trumpet. Um, but I got logic. So <laughs> a friend told me how to uh pirate logic <laughs> i've since bought it i've since bought it i own it you can't <laughs> i can't get in trouble for this just um, the old bounces yeah <laughs> like all of my old stuff which is why it's only on Bandcamp, and you know mm. and also just like so many samples yeah no permission mm -hmm. no alteration <laughs> just <laughs> just making it as an artist yeah you can't just come out the gate and spend a few thousand dollars yeah. on sample rights yeah it's like, so that's why i, I mean and that was when SoundCloud really started popping off. And I was like, I can just put this shit out on here. And if I get in trouble, it's not like I'm officially releasing it as mm -hmm. anything. You know, I'm not making any money off of this. That's and the key. Yeah. The key. I'm just putting it out there. Mm -hmm. um, started playing a lot of shows around Eau Claire. Um, With trumpet? Uh, I did 
it with West Korea, I did I did play a lot of trumpet at first because mm-hmm. I was very weak on like singing and stuff. I actually tried to start rapping. That's when I started doing mm. it. Because uh, I liked the beat making process and I was like, if I can make the beats, mm-hmm. theoretically, I can I can have some bars. But I mean, and f- what I have released and recorded uh, wasn't bad, but I was like, I feel like I can focus on the things that I'm a lot better mm-hmm. at. And That's just growth. Yeah. Honing in on your style. And I started singing then too because um, originally I had this song that, uh, Hugh, which is actually, um, it's going to be, I'm doing a live recording of that for the crashing tape, uh, which is the EP that I just released. Great. Um, but I sang on that song and originally it was just like a rap verse mm. and I started singing it one day and then I brought the vocoder in and then I like started doing all this stuff and I was like, man, I feel like my tonal ears a lot better than like rhythmic stuff, you know? Mm. Um, and, and, and just, it's harder to express yourself for me through just like the way you're saying words and stuff. It's more about the the melodies for me. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a different mode of expression. It is, you know, and that's where the trumpet stuff comes in too. It's like a it's a very much a melody instrument, and that's like where I, my foundation lies. I've been playing trumpet for. Mm. It's interesting. Like 13 years at this point, you know, like not seriously that long, but... Yeah, it's almost like the singing is a hybrid between the rapping and the trumpet. Yep. It's just kind of that... I was like, wow, I'm much better trumpet. at this. <laughs> Let's just do this. <laughs> yeah. So when did the turntables come into the mix? I uh, started DJing parties in college, um, and I was originally just going off of to open YouTube windows on my laptop mm-hmm. and <laughs> crossfading different <laughs> songs that You're my friends and I had or like something. to listen to. No, I, I've had, okay, YouTube music has been my streaming action. service of choice. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's the thing about SoundCloud, though, and that's why I stopped using it because I get ads on there and I don't want to pay for premium because I'm cheap yeah. and broke, but mostly cheap. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I... Oh, fuck, what was I saying? Two YouTube windows crossfading yes. at parties. Yeah. Yep. I'm, I just played songs that like my friends and I liked at the mm-hmm. time. You know, a lot of, I think Rodeo had come out around that time, mm. my freshman year. Uh, and I would listen to that album like a lot of good songs every day. A lot of good but, songs. Like a lot of Ray Shremmerd and like when they started doing like the, they did the Black Beatles song and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, then a friend of mine noticed what I was doing and was like, hey, you're honestly doing a really good job for just doing how you're doing that. Mm-hmm. Like I have an old set of um, like pra- like a $250 thing, but it's kind of beat up, but mm-hmm. like you can have it for free. Mm. Um, and all you need to do is find the software for it. And oh that was... God. And then we wick. Yeah, I started doing that. I'm terrible at scratching. Yeah. I'm... I will admit that. I will admit that. My and that's something that I'm really trying to learn right now. I've been practicing a lot at home mm-hmm. and just mixing with vinyl in general. I have a nice turntable now that shouts out my partner Maddie. Woo. Uh they got me for my birthday. Um we are also in a band together. Oh my god. Lullaby language. What's it called? Lullaby language. Lullaby language. Yep. I was gonna ask you about bands later. You're jumping ahead. I, we'll talk more about it later. All right, cool. Yeah, I just cool. wanted to get the shout out, you know, just in mm-hmm. case. <laughs> well, I definitely like I remember I had one like experience that I really realized how much like DJing uh, is like an art form in itself. Yeah. 
I used to always just think, you know, just kind of play the next song, like a very yeah. surface level view of That's it. That's what a lot of people think too. Yeah, it's the easy way to look at it, but it is. Then one time I was at a party and my friend was playing music and there's a lot of people there. And then they're like, yo, they were like, I have to go to the bathroom or something. And they're like, Drew, hop on Ox. So yeah. then I was playing songs for like the first time for like a large group of people. <laughs> exactly. And I didn't have no crossfade. No, or, no, you know, no. I, I just was just choosing linear one yeah. song to the next, super simple. But even then, I was just like, "That is honestly holy shit." I was more like, "More difficult." I, yeah, I guess. It, but I didn't. If someone put the crossfade turntables, I wouldn't have known what to do. But so. like, I, you know, with that, you get to listen to it beforehand. You know, that's and like true, find that's a true. thing that sounds the best, or like find the part of the song that that's like true. they bleed together decently well. Well, that's the art of DJing, you know. Because yeah. then I was just like, I really had this moment where I was like whatever song I play can completely determine like the vibe of the crowd. Yep. You're like in control of that. You're orchestrating the vibes. I've literally intentionally cleared dance floors before. <laughs> yeah. I just, just like wanted to pee. <laughs> <laughs> Played I some was like, oh stuff. dude, this song is like just good enough where they won't know what I'm doing, but <laughs> I got to use the bathroom real quick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everybody clear out. Clear uh, out. Event DJing. I would not recommend it, but you can get a solid bag very easily mm -hmm. if you do it on your own. You have to have your own stuff. But well, that's a lot of the that's a lot of art mediums, yep. you know, or like someone that wants to do filmmaking, like yeah, also shooting weddings or yep. something, shooting like and like my my buddy Josh 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 <laughs> Josh, uh, my buddy Josh who lives here plays saxophone and he for the longest time was like doing all these like cover band gigs and like. Uh, I mean, not that there's anything wrong with that, but it's definitely like a, you know, you play mm -hmm. for four hours and you're not necessarily mm -hmm. like... Just a little less soul. It's a little less expressive. A little less passion. You know? And now yeah. he's just doing shit all over the place, like whatever he wants. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, he's in a couple bands and... Well, that's um, the growth, you yeah. know? And a lot of people find themselves through doing that sort of thing. Yeah, and I've I've done it all, man. I've, I've DJed and I've done the looping thing. I've just played in bands... Um, it's, it's fun, like finding your way through different mediums of performing, mm -hmm. you know, and creativity as a whole. Yeah, absolutely. And it opens up a lot of doors, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> for better, or for worse, <laughs> the doors they open. Yep. And now I'm, now I'm doing everything all the time and it's uh, fun sometimes and sometimes it's stressful. Looks but, great for a live set. It does. That's for sure. It does. It does. I really like the one man band thing. That was like what I settled on. Like when I started looping, I was like, okay, this is kind of tight. Like I don't have to like communicate with anyone. <laughs> I can yeah. literally just do whatever I want. And I if I make a mistake, I can just keep rolling with it the whole time. I played a show at the firehouse in Eau Claire. And while I was setting up my first fucking song of the night, a mm -hmm. lot of vocal looping on that one just to start it off, like getting like these like pad layers um, of just me singing a bunch of different notes and like moving through a chord progression. And this motherfucker comes up to my table and he's like, he, he, this is what it sounds like. It's very loud. You can hear it. And he's like, he's like, fucking hell yeah, dude, great shit. And he, he's like, give me a high five. And it was recorded in there for the whole rest of oh, the song. for the loop? For the whole, yeah. <laughs> because I was so deep in it that if I had hit the undo button on this particular string of recordings I had done, it would have erased everything. And I was like, 
So the I'm guys, just gonna fucking keep it. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. But Hell it was like yeah, it was like back dude. here, you know. So oh, like just it was just kind of in the background. I feel Hell like I might yeah, have dude. been the only person that was able to hear it. Oh, you know, because cool. I got the headphones on and shit. And <laughs> were you recording it or were you just just playing looping, it back? Just just looping uh, for the show. I used to like make beats live, basically. I'm yeah. like I they're more or less predetermined. Like I would have my drums loaded in advance mm-hmm. um, and kind of have I had an A and a B set up because I was using a Boss RC. 30 which has two tracks mm-hmm. so i would have some drums on the left track and some drums on the like right track so i could do like kind of a bridge and chorus situation mm-hmm. then i was like holy shit i could just uh buy a new computer and uh also get a job <laughs> mm-hmm. <That laughs> and helps. stop trying to make 200 dollars work you know mm-hmm. rough times rough jobs times. can help jobs can help Luckily, I'd never had a gear shortage, you know, so I was always able to kind of do what I wanted musically. Mm-hmm. Do you still feel like that? Do you think yeah. no gear shortage? No, I mean, I've, I've, I got, I got stuff. I've been collecting for a long time. I've poured way too much money into that shit, and it's, I, I mean, it's all it brought you here. It's all like things that I've bought with my own money, mm-hmm. um, besides my trumpet. Um, but I was still in high school and I was working for like seven twenty five an hour at festival foods, yeah. <laughs> you know? <so>. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. And that's yeah. the foundational instrument of this whole journey. It's too. the foundational instrument. And it's nice. Uh, I, I got my good horn back for the first time since I dropped out of school. Mm. Um, a lot of, uh, I guess like slightly unresolved trauma there. I just like, didn't feel like touching it. I was mm. like, this bad energy, you know? And mm. I poured myself into doing everything else, and I think that's paid off. And now I'm coming back to the horn, and it feels so good to yeah. like reincorporate it. Yeah. And like find myself back to the things that I was learning for, you know, eight years before I even started doing the West Korea thing. Mm-hmm. You know, that was like my life for a long time. Um, but yeah. <laughs> that's dope. So let's talk yeah. about. Latest EP, Crashing, yeah. which came out in spring 2020. Yep. One, 2021. Yeah, yeah, this no, year. I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> it was supposed to in spring 2020. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> as we all know, <laughs> shit hit the fan. Shit hit the fan. So what's kind of the story with Crashing and oh, bro, you better strap how it in. came to be? <laughs> all right, I'm strapped in. <laughs> I'm wrapping up with the mic cable right now. <laughs> Tie me down, the bro. The mic cable seatbelt. Tie me down. Oh, my God. Um... Yeah, so as we all know, you know, COVID, fuck that shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I'm going to take this opportunity to say that I'm vaccinated, and I think that you should be too, mm-hmm. or ever, anyone who's listening to this. I'm vaxxed up. Yeah. I'm vaxxed up. Fuck yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my card with my tape, scotch tape lamination in my wallet. <laughs> hey, oh, I should do that. Yeah, yeah. I should yeah. get that thing Because the stickers were starting to like fade, and I was like, fuck, dude, what if like they need to read it? <laughs> But anyways, uh, yeah, COVID fucking sucks. Uh, Three-ish weeks before that, our apartment burned down. Um, And we were, Maddie and I were living with Maddie's parents Mm. on the north side of town, like five miles from my work, didn't have a car. Mm. Walk into work on, back up. I bought Maddie's old car from Maddie's parents and, they bought their mom's uh, Volkswagen. Mm-hmm. And so I had a way to get to work, and I was feeling jacked. I was going into work on St. Patrick's Day, obviously, and uh, expecting to walk home with like 500 bucks. And they were like, yo, 
uh, we're shutting down. Like the whole state is going on lockdown. So you don't have a job anymore. And I was like, okay, well, Damn. my house just burned down. I'm living with my partner's parents. Just lost my job. Mm-hmm. Not really sure what to do here. That's a pickle. That's a pickle. And I was in the middle of fucking <laughs> mixing this yeah. shit. Like, like I was in crunch time. Big pre-album you know? pickle right Yeah, there. like I was going to release it at the end of May or like early June. And I was like, shit, dude. Like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? I I was I was very fortunate to um, that Maddie's parents just kind of let me do what I needed to do. I, I mean, I had all my gear at their house. Um, and they... I did most of it on headphones, but like when I needed to like have stuff loud, I could do it, and they didn't really care as long as I wasn't doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did you already have it recorded before you moved in there? More or less. There was like a couple of things that I was recording as I was um, living there. I have other places I can go to record stuff, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. So I was going somewhere else and finishing up the recordings and starting to mix everything else, at least to like a suitable place mm-hmm. after working on it for you know like six months mm-hmm. um and i was putting the finishing touches on it unemployment had rolled in you know like a couple of weeks before that i had used it to pay down some debts that were like kind of leeching my money away mm-hmm. um and i was like i don't know how long this shit's gonna last or when i can get a job so i'm just gonna like get rid of my you know outgoing funds and uh we moved into a new place our landlord from the old building was like, yo, bet you don't want to live at your parents' house anymore. And mm-hmm. we were like, get us the hell out of here. They're very sweet. Um, I love them to death, but it was a, it was definitely a weird situation, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Especially not, just to be thrown into it like seriously, that. Seriously, like completely unexpected. Yeah. Um, but about two weeks into that, our basement was sweating where I have all my gear set up and it fried my whole computer. Not Ooh. the hard drive. I was able to recover some of it, you know, um, but pickle after pickle after pickle. And then it was another three months to find a suitable computer. And by suitable, I mean, it, like it can run the shit, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> not well. Um, and that's the one I'm using right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a loaner for my brother. Shout out, Nathan. Ooh. What a guy. Shout out, Nathan. Shout out, Nathan. Love you, buddy. We got to hang out soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah it's it's been a challenge um mm-hmm. and crashing has been a consistent theme in my life i've lost a lot of i have a lot of gear now and i have a lot of stuff i i'm very fortunate to to be in possession of but i've lost a lot of stuff too mm-hmm. you know i've blown through like two sound systems in eau claire and like three or four computers in like the last fuck six years mm-hmm. you know and it's it has everything to do with stupid mistakes, you know, and like bad habits mm-hmm. and lack of gear at the beginning. You know, I didn't have a laptop stand, so I would just put it on top of the suitcase that I brought everything in. And someone set their beer behind it at mm-hmm. a New Year's party that I was DJing. And someone jumped up on the stage, which was in, it was literally just like wooden pallets, like no wood over the top or anything mm-hmm. with like rugs over it. Oh. So it's like rattling around and shit. Uh, one of my PA speakers fell into the crowd. Oh my god! The beer spilled and got inside the case on my laptop, fried it, oh my and I god. still finished the set for an no hour way. and a half off my phone. Bro. <laughs> Are you kidding? I, I like hopped onto the mic. There was this huge boom because obviously my computer like shit out and it was plugged in. Speaker fell. Yeah, and 
and the speaker fell down and someone hoisted it back up. And I said, I got on the mic. I was like, I told y'all motherfuckers, you can't come on this stage. Now my computer's broken. My fucking sound system might be broken too. Somebody better pay for this shit, but I ain't about to stop now because New Year's Eve is in 10 minutes, baby. And I just dropped the next song off my phone. It's like, I'm fucking pissed, but we still lit. <laughs> that was easily like one of like the coolest DJ nights I've, I've had in Eau Claire. That's absurd. There hasn't been a lot for a while. You know, where um, where was that? Just some house show. Cherry House. Cherry R. House. R.I.P. R.I.P. I never had the pleasure of going, Bro, but I heard about Cherry House. Shit was running for like three years. Mm. It was like the only, the most consistent venue that we had. Mm-hmm. I I do mostly DIY stuff in in Eau Claire. There's not a whole lot of venues that I mm-hmm. particularly enjoy playing at that aren't closed or haven't been closed for years. You yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. I'm definitely interested on in your yeah. perspective on the Eau Claire scene, especially the DIY scene, because yeah. I had the pleasure of spending a good bit of time there. I mean, yeah, I saw you at Gabby's thing the other day, but right. way, way further back, going to like the rec center. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, now you're a part of the yeah. Barnacle, who is hosting plenty of shows. Yeah. Just kind of wondering your perspective on all that. I mean, that was my first introduction to this stuff. You know, that was like my first time really like going to to a concert or a show or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Mm -hmm. That wasn't like jazz or like an orchestra, Mm. you know? I didn't even like really listen to rap until I was like 17 Mm. or really anything outside of like jazz and orchestra music and like some soul here and there, but uh, classic rock too. I grew up listening to like Led Zeppelin and the Grateful Dead and Floyd and all the shit, you know? Um, But... You know, I, I it was my first time going to anything it was at a house like five blocks from my mom's house, like where mm-hmm. I grew up. And I was living there at the time. And I got an invite or like I expressed interest in an event on Facebook. And dude was like, yo, come through. Like we we know you, like you're a couple of years below us in school, but like Dope. Come on, come on in. Mm-hmm. I saw some kick-ass bands and I was like, holy shit, dude. I was like, how often do you guys do this? And they're like, all the time. And I was like, wow. keep me in the loop, dog. <laughs> and then two years later, I started doing my own. You know, I bought a sound system and I had been working on some stuff. And mm-hmm. yeah. Uh it's it's come and it's a roller coaster, you know, mm-hmm. doing this shit like with no foundation. Mm-hmm. You know, because people come and people go. Uh, people get tired of doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of burnout. It's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also insanely fun. And I've never even thought that I should stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the Barnacle's doing a lot. I mean, y'all do the most that I know of. And it's, the Barnacle is 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 very unique because we've literally used every part of the house at this mm. point as like a stage at mm. some point. Um, we used to do stuff in the living room. We used to do stuff in the basement. Um, now we're doing them in the backyard mostly. Got to do a bathroom Just, set. Yeah, bathroom set. Dude, we should do a live set from the tub. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dude, except the bathroom door is already fucked. We can't have <laughs> We can't have it breaking more. Yeah, exactly. Cramming in the bathroom. Uh, but yeah, the, the barnacle is really unique because we're, I mean, we ran all through COVID 
just as like a live streaming situation, mm-hmm. you know, and even like with masks and shit, you know, it, it was weird. It was weird for a while. And oh, it yeah. was just like very skeleton crew, you know, like me and Derek and like the one or two other people we invited to like be on the show for that day. Mm-hmm. Um, but we raised a lot of money. We did all that shit for free and just like pass it on to different charities and stuff and mm-hmm. did a couple supply supply runs um, back during the George Floyd protests. <laughs> Sadly, the most successful one was uh, uh, beer and cigarettes, but that was like right after all the convenience stores had shut down. Uh. Um, like we talked to our friends that were living here and they were like, dude, I would fucking kill for a beer and a pack of cigarettes right now. Mm-hmm. And so we raised almost a thousand bucks. And it was wow. so fucking funny going to like tobacco outlet and the, and the grocery store and just walking out with like a fucking cart full of like beer and cigarettes. <laughs> beer and cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bizarre. But like, you know, we, we also did uh, uh, a tent drive mm-hmm. um, for folks and donated to a lot of different like cool mutual aid organizations and stuff. Um, Collecting the money. Yeah. Distributing it to the people. Yeah. Having a good time. And honestly, Derek sometimes paid people out of pocket like to play. Oh, artists? Yeah. And me. Like he would pay me to run it because he's, you know, he would be working full time um, at his uh, grandparents, his grandpa's resort. Just wanted to see that shit happen. Um, Yeah. He's... Shout out Derek. He's amazing. Shout out Derek. <sighs> yeah. Shout out Derek. Shout, Shout out, out Nathan. Derek's house for lost boys. Uh, it's like so many people just like end up at the barnacle for some time. Mm-hmm. Or, you know. I've been there. Yeah. No, but I mean like for like living. Oh, like, I lived like there human for a time. cycle through. Yeah. Cool. Um, the roommates have changed an insane amount of times. Because <laughs> Derek owns the house, so it's like. Oh, he people owns just, the yeah, house. Yeah, it's not a rental. Oh. So people just come and go. Which is also like why we've been doing stuff there for so long. You yeah. Know? Well, that totally makes sense. I think his eventual goal is to like fix it up and sell it, but that's a ways down the road. Yeah. <laughs> Property. Yes. What an investment. Seriously. So going back to you and your art, um, what's kind of your songwriting process like? Yeah. How does one of these come to life? Honestly, I, it's so random. Like sometimes I will literally just like write some lyrics and then sit on them for like four years. Mm. <laughs> and I, I make a, I make something I really like and I'm like, I feel like I should try and put some words over this. Mm. And then I pull out those old words and then I go back and I, I, I you know, kind of tweak them and, or I just scrap it and write something new. But it is pretty random. I, uh, a lot of times I will start with the beat first just because, like, that's where my understanding lies the heaviest. Mm-hmm. My lyrical writing is not always the best. I don't, I, I don't really, I, I don't got a lot of words sometimes, but mm-hmm. I have a lot of sounds I want to make, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> um, and I feel like crashing, too, was, like, that's why it was so challenging for me. Like, I was trying to write words that, like, mattered for every song. And I feel like I did, you know, like I was listening back to it in the final days and I was like, damn dude, I think I really did something. (laughs) No (laughs) fillers. Yeah. Like originally it was going to be like just a bunch of 
not even related songs. Yeah. Um, just in like a compilation thing, just to have something out before I started moving on to new projects and mm-hmm. um, just came together. Yeah. Especially through all that you had to go through. Well, and speaking of, it just makes it so much more. Yeah. Um, crashing is kind of like a chronicle of the life and death of like the West Korea project. Like not actually, mm. but I'm trying to step back from the reins of this one. Cause I feel like I've kind of cultivated the sound that I've been playing with for a long time mm. and I'm starting to move on to the new one. Is that? Oh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm, I'm starting on to, to move on to new styles and stuff. And, uh, um, so the, the crashing is like the, the, the life and death of that project. I still want to keep it open for collaborations and like beat making and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's, I'm trying to make some like techno dance crazy, switch it crazy up. stuff. Crazy and so stuff. are you going to switch up like artist name and everything in order to do yep. that? Yep. You just kind of want to categorize like them? It was, uh, it was kind of a, a phase of my life. Mm that I feel like I'm moving out of, mm. you know? And I feel like it's very... <sighs> the idea of West Korea has always been like a facilitator um, and someone to make things happen mm. um, for others, you know? And I kind of want to step away from releasing all of my music under that Yeah. Do you think idea. you'll return to West Korea? Or? Oh, yeah. I think I'll still keep the name, but I want to start releasing like my like personal music, you know, under... Uh, under a different name, mm-hmm. something just that speaks to me a little bit more about this phase of my life that I'm in, you know? Goobly, goobly. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I've claimed like five Twitter handles and I'm just sitting on them. Oh, really? And Instagram handles, yeah. Because I like, I just, I, I want to have it if I, ready. if I got it, you know, <laughs> if that's the one I'm going with. I've got some ideas, but uh, nothing concrete. You know, cool. I'm I'm mostly just working on writing the music right now. Um, got some new gear that I'm trying to kind of move my stuff over to, and I used that on the last song. Mm. Um, and you want that to be kind of more dominant in the I way you're going? I kind of want it to be the centerpiece, yeah. Because, mm-hmm. like, I've been doing a lot of multi-tracking for years because I don't have, like, a great interface set up. So I just, I, I do something, and then I go back and I do something else. And it's really more of, like, a building a brick wall Mm. than it is like recording music mm. like on the album versions which is why it's so fun to do it live but got it you're just piecing it together so now i want to move everything to like this like brain or hub and have it run everything else and just make all of my stuff on this little box what is the little box the digitect or digitect the digit the electron digitect nice. uh, it's very i one of my friends um, Slow I Love in Eau Claire has used that for a number of sets. It's like his like small rig mm-hmm. transport. But I mean, the way I want to use it, I want to use it as a brain to run all of my other instruments as well because it has that capability. Just so route now, everything through it? Like a big setup, like a long table with a lot of synths on it. Wow. <laughs> and all I have to do is like mess with the Digitect and like write those patterns in advance. And it, it's, it's, it makes for some pretty crazy shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, that would um, be incredible. Yeah. A lot of tear down and set up, though. Yeah, I mean, it, it's pretty easy. Honestly, you just lay everything out on the table and then you plug it all into each other and then you just move the table. 
<laughs> there you go. <laughs> and then you say, oh, fuck. Because <laughs> all the chords are everywhere. There you go. <laughs> Story of today. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so who are some inspirations of yours? Um, <laughs> well, definitely Frank Ocean. We were talking about that earlier. Um, and Solid. honestly, something I haven't even thought of in a long time, M83. You know, that was like some of the, like, the first like synth mm-hmm. poppy stuff that I had ever really like dug into, you mm-hmm. know. I had heard it before, obviously, but like I remember when that album came out. I can't even remember what it's called. Uh, something Dreaming. Yeah, with the <laughs> fucking Midnight City and shit on it, yeah. Um, there was just some crazy songs on there, and I was like... Oh my god, that's like I I love the way that that sounds. Like I I've been listening to you know acoustic instruments my whole life. Never really cared about synthesizers or electronics mm. of any kind, except dubstep. I loved dubstep in middle school. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> drop the bass. <laughs> no, it's funny. I definitely did too, and. It's funny for me to like think back on the dubstep phase, dude, because that's like such funny music to listen to. But like, but I also, with it, dude, I love. Do you that. remember <laughs> how you felt when you heard "Scary Monsters" and "Nice Sprites" by Skrillex for the first time? <laughs> I remember where I was, motherfucker, man. I was in the library and I was listening off a computer, and I was like, "What, what? the fuck is this? <laughs> this dude, is music." I was like, "I don't even know if it is music, but I like it." Yeah. <laughs> but that talk about. Skrillex as well. Oh, I mean, yeah. honestly, like he's all over the map. Mm-hmm. He's got all sorts of crazy shit, and just like kind of doing what you want and moving in different directions and experimenting. And um, I could go a lot more into like my more recent influences, but that's the definitely like foundational stuff, you know. Solid list. And I also used to produce for a lot of rappers, so just I, the like people a lot around of, you. A lot of Madlib. Oh yeah. MF Doom was one of like one of the first like beat records that I really got into. You oh, know, yeah. uh, Mad Villainy. Oh yeah. I, my friend had That's the tape. Mad Lib and MF Doom. Yeah, I know. I was like, I was like, oh shit, bars Good. and <laughs> insane beats. <Yeah. laughs> like, Good album. A cinematic masterpiece, but for your ears. Audiomatic <sighs> masterpiece. Dude, I remember the first time I ever heard, like, mm, food, yeah. like oh, that. the record. Yeah, on yep. an insanely nice like, yep. turntable and stereo <laughs> I've had setup. The same experience. Holy <laughs> shit, dude! I was like losing my mind. So good. Oh, I had a similar experience with Fletcher Craft, one of my dude. friends. Same album, nice setup, and incredible. I had heard it digitally a lot. That yeah. was the album of my like yeah junior year of high school. For some yeah. reason, we were just on that. I was really into Daft Punk too. I'm, I'm, mm. That's that's always been a big thing. R.I.P. 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 It's intense. Dude, I straight up cried when I watched that video for the first time. Wow. <laughs> I mean, they haven't done anything in a long time, but... It's hard to see. Yeah, it is. It is hard to see. But also, like, they done good, you know? That's true. Let them have their rest. It wasn't... Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Now they're just doing things for other people. Take the Like, there's this off. band, uh, Parcels, from... I think they're from New Zealand, but they produce for them. It's really good. Just like helping out other people and making stuff for other people, which is kind of, you know, what I want to do for the West Korea project. Like, I'm sure they're doing their other stuff, you know, besides Daft Punk. Oh, yeah. So that's that's kind of what I want to do with like West Korea is is just kind of keep it as a facilitator, you know, Mm -hmm. and 
doing work with other people, but not changing necessarily focus. solo albums anymore. Yeah. Kind of more on like a Mad Lib thing than, you know, um, an artist, mm-hmm. more of a producer. I mean, Mad Lib is a f- fucking phenomenal artist. Yeah. That's not what I'm saying at all, but you know what I mean? I Like a singer, Yeah, I'm not trying to release like my vocal stuff. Through so that. almost more like behind the scenes. Yep. Which is how I started with it, you know, and I kind of want to keep it there. Mm. Yeah. So was it hard to do the live set then, just with all the cameras and everything? No, I loved it. I loved okay, it. I interesting. I it. I, this is like the 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 death throes. You know, it's like uh, death in an opera where the motherfucker walks down like fourteen stairs after he gets stabbed. <laughs> it's like, all right, come on. <laughs> We're just gonna live it up. Yeah. Let it burn out. Yeah, exactly. Do the live set. Yeah, <laughs> dude. I no, I'm I'm still doing West Korea stuff. Like I said, I don't have anything else yet. You know, I'm still writing. The oh, you're just the beginning stuff. the yeah. switch. This is like crashing is the beginning, like the death throes, you know, because it's mm. a chronicle of the journey that West Korea has been. And now I'm just playing that stuff until I have new stuff to play and probably just doing a lot of DJing and stuff realistically. Mm-hmm. You know, and the life continues. Yeah. Flower blooms. Indeed, indeed. How long have we been talking, Brett? Uh, 37 minutes. 37 minutes. Not bad. I felt like an hour, man. I, I thought know. we talked that about was, a lot. That was a lot. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit, anything else on your mind? I mean, how was your time today? Dude, killer. Like, I, 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 I was telling you all about this before. I've only ever done, like, one other, like, recorded live set. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, it, it was free. And I was asked to do it by Converge Radio, and I was very grateful for it. But y'all got a fucking thing going on here, and it's just you two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what Machine the Machine is oil, man. Holy shit. And that dolly for the, or the whatever you the call slider. it. Yeah, the slider. The slider for the camera. Woo. I was like, oh, dude, we are in oh, this yeah. shit. Oh, like, yeah. No, we might have to check out some of that right footage. Dude, that's what I'm saying. You people listening to the podcast are lucky enough to be able to go watch the live set right now. <laughs> Damn right. We can't quite do that yet. No, we can't. It ain't quite edited. Do it no, it's not done. <laughs> Just recorded it. <laughs> yeah, no, some of the gear is so fun, but yeah, we definitely got the machine oiled. You know, we know like what we have to do. And it's nice. And just do it. It's nice. And that's how I feel I've, I've gotten to that point on stage, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and like it's nice to have that reflected because it isn't always. Especially yeah. uh, just professionals working with professionals. It's yeah. Oh, it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> um, I mean, not really much. Uh, lullaby language. Lullaby language. Oh yeah, your uh, band. Yeah, we said we were going to talk more about that. Just a brief little thing. We've got our EP recorded. What kind of music is that? Uh, similar to West Korea, uh, but Maddie sings. Got um, it. A little bit more of an orchestral element to it as well. Oh, cool. Because their voice is very operatic and, dude straight up angelic like i cannot stress enough how gorgeous this shit is That's so <laughs> like, sick. it's fucking insane bro. have you released stuff on no. a name yet we have uh five songs recorded mixed done we have the project uh we just got the artwork back from gabby oh really shout out to gabby hen gabby uh, hen. she did like three shoots with maddie wow um all of them are fucking gorgeous, you know, uh, taking photos on like a camera with 12 shots. Yeah. <laughs> with Gabby Hen. Not even a single wasted one. With bro. Like the they're Gabby all gas. <laughs> the, the one Gabby only. Hen. Crazy time. So now we just have to like figure out the layout, you know, like how we, like what we want to do for the album art. Tie whatever, it all together. Then we're done. Then we got to start pushing it, you know, um, but that's going to be soon. 
Um, We got a show at the end of the month. You got a show tomorrow. Yeah, I got a show tomorrow. (laughs) 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 That being, uh, God, what day is it today? It's the 11th or some shit? Uh, yeah, tomorrow's hey. Thursday the 12th. <laughs> Damn, that was a, a guess. <laughs> <laughs> what? I thought you had a show tomorrow. Yeah, I guessed the date, though. I don't, have, I don't do dates. I do oh. days. <laughs> <laughs> so what is it? Is it Wednesday? It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday, my uh, dude. Literally, it's kind of, it's kind of, it kind of sucks because then you get on this weird cycle of like, oh, fuck, dude, it's Tuesday again. <laughs> Instead <laughs> like, of like, it's August Nine, yeah, you know, or whatever the fuck. <laughs> yeah. I guess it would be the tenth this month. It'd be the tenth. Yeah, <laughs> not a dates guy. Not a dates guy. <laughs> not a dates guy. I'm a date guy. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Well, that's uh, that's, that's all I've that's got about it, man. Yeah. Anything else, Brett? Got a word, man? I just want to say, both of you killed this. It was incredible. Never seen anything quite like it. Thank you. Y'all are awesome. You're the best. West Korea with Miles B. Live set, live from Flavor World, <laughs> now available at the time you're hearing this podcast. Shit's available. Miles, yeah. any words? Double mic. New music soon, new music soon. Look out. <laughs> ah, Miles Boulevard, baby. Peace. Peace, dude. Nice talk. Much love. Likewise. Fade out.